Hello everyone, I'm Sherry Niedermeyer, Chief Learning Design Officer at the Human Capital Institute, and this is a special edition of 9 to Thrive HR, your source for education, expertise, and knowledge on all things talent. If you just can't get enough of this, check out hci.org for more amazing free content. Also, if you want to make a real investment in your personal development this year, learn about our highly interactive courses and conferences at hci.org. Today, my guest is Chuck Feltz, CEO of HCI and author of Never By Chance, Aligning People and Strategy Through Intentional Leadership. Chuck, welcome to Nine to Thrive. Hey, thank you, Sherry. I've been looking forward to our conversation. (laughs) Great. In the past few years that we've worked together, I've learned quite a bit about you. I know you're a business leader who is extremely focused on the way talent can make or break business success. And I also know you're a huge advocate of the role HR can play in making that happen and ensuring the alignment of talent and business strategy. You spend a great deal of time talking directly to HR leaders and practitioners about this since you've been here at HCI. What have you heard? Well, as you might imagine, what I've heard mostly recently has been about the post-COVID return to normal and what that looks like after the pandemic environment. So it's driving a tremendous amount of change with regard to business strategy. And that, of course, is flowing right into how that affects talent strategy basically across the board. And a lot of the conversations I've had, whether it's with HR leaders or HR professionals and practitioners, have been around the adjustment to you know what some would call the new normal or the next normal. But no matter what you call it, it's been an incredible disruption to business strategy. And as you mentioned, I'm a very strong believer that when business strategy is disrupted, it directly affects talent strategy. So the bulk of our conversations recently have really been around how HR leadership is reacting to the COVID environment and what that means for the way they attract talent, develop talent, retain talent, and engage talent. And the conversations have been very interesting. It's They're starting to get more positive as time goes on. As you might imagine, just a few short months ago um, were some dark times and uh, people have come through some very difficult times, but it appears that there's starting to be a light at the end of the tunnel now. That's great. Can you talk a little bit to people who might have been downsized or work for companies that have downsized their HR departments? What do you say to those people who are left? Well, I don't know that there's many businesses that weren't impacted directly with that regard. And there's so many people who have been displaced as a result of that. You know, to the people who are still in the same organizations or those who have changed employment and now are in other organizations, one of the key things to be focusing on is the fact that business strategy has changed dramatically across almost all industries. And so at this point, And what I would say to those who are dealing with that and trying to kind of regain their footing is that this is a great opportunity to get closer to the business strategy and to engage more strategically with the business. So given the sort of um, what I would call kind of the jump ball, meaning, you know, the way things used to work are not necessarily the way things are going to work. Business strategy is being recreated in many organizations. And so for those on the HR teams that perhaps have not been involved as much in strategy creation historically, this is a tremendous opportunity to get back into those kind of conversations about 
what the business needs to do with its core business strategy, and then to answer the question, if we're changing our business strategy dramatically, what do I have to do as an HR leader or a practitioner to make certain that our talent strategy is altered to accommodate that? It sounds like a lot of this is about HR's relevance. So how can HR stay relevant in this particular time? So that's a conversation that I've, that's gone on for decades for me, to be very honest. There's always been the conversation about how HR gets their seat at the table, what they do with it once they get it. And that's really uh, another way to talk about being relevant. And one of the things in a lot of the conversations I have around being relevant, whether it's from a career standpoint or from a contribution standpoint from the HR function is clearly defining what it means to be relevant. And the simplest definition I've been able to come up with is if you're relevant, it means you matter, whether it's personally as an individual in an organization or a function within an organization. And in order to matter, you have to be able to solve problems. And there's a direct relationship between how big of a problem you're capable of solving and the degree to which you're relevant, again, either as an individual or as a function within a company. And I can't think of anything that's a bigger problem or bigger opportunity to solve than the alignment of talent with business strategy. So, you know, from my standpoint, HR has a tremendous opportunity to gain a level of relevance that in some cases doesn't exist for other areas within a company to the same degree, because they're literally the only function that touches talent across all functional areas within a company. And that gives them both an incredible opportunity as well as a very significant obligation to make sure they're doing that in the right way and that the way in which they help to manage talent is aligned with what the business strategy for the organization is. Because when it's all said and done, the value of the business, the contributions a business can make on behalf of their investors, their employees, and their clients is directly accelerated or decelerated by how well the talent strategy is aligned with the business strategy. And in that way, HR is right at sort of the white hot center, if you will, of making that happen. You know, you and I have talked before about the beliefs we hold at HCI, and those foundational beliefs are basically that companies that manage their talent most effectively and align it with business strategy do better than those that don't. We believe that HR is uniquely positioned to make that happen in the organization because of the fact that they touch talent across the entire organization. And we also know and believe that in order for HR to maximize that impact, to maximize that relevance, that they have to, in fact, adjust their own behavior as well, moving from an historical perspective of being experts at administration and tactical execution to move toward the other end of the spectrum, which is to become a high impact strategic partner of the business. That's a very exciting move and a very necessary move in order to make sure that talent is always in a position to accelerate business strategy. In some of our conversations, Chuck, you shared that sometimes you believe that HR lacks self-confidence or has a self-esteem issue when talking about business strategy. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you've heard and what the solution to that might be? 
Yeah, you know I have a pretty strong opinion on that. I don't come from an HR background in my career. I come from a senior executive leadership position, having run multiple companies. And I'm a huge advocate of what HR can do to make certain that we maximize the impact that talent can have on business strategy. When I look back with it's the CHROs who have been on my team and the other HR executives I've worked with, in some cases, when we get down to core business strategy and being able to understand that well enough to drive talent strategy, I have found that a lot of HR professionals have not necessarily had an invitation historically to the table, so they don't get exposed to it. I've also found in, in many cases, academically, they haven't been exposed to business strategy, diagnostics, being able to understand business strategy, which it's very hard to align talent strategy with business strategy if you don't have a working definition and a working plan to understand business strategy. So when we talk about, you know, that seems to be a self-esteem issue, it's really more about HR being able to simply have a grounding in business strategy that allows them then to answer what I think is the most significant question they can answer, which is basically, because of what I know about the business strategy, then here are our talent strategies for the acquisition, the development, the retention, and the engagement of talent across our organization, which means what they've effectively done is develop the talent strategy because of the business strategy, not separate from it. So then people in HR don't need an MBA to be able to do this. I mean, not only do they not need an MBA, they already have a level of sophistication and skill that needs somewhat minor adjustments to be able to optimize talent with regard to business strategy. And I, I say that from the standpoint of having seen it done. I have personally you know, been on the side of doing it well and not doing it well. And I know when we do it well, it literally does accelerate the business success, which makes the company a more valuable place on behalf of our clients and our investors and our employees, which is, which is to me what business is all about. We want to make certain we're doing good by doing well in each of those areas. You know, Chuck, I've worked in HR for over 20 years, and my discussions with you is the first time that I've ever heard anyone say explicitly that people in HR need to understand in fact, um, be able to analyze business strategy. Do you think that's why business strategy and talent strategy seem to run in parallel so often? I do. I think there's an element, you know, when you say business strategy, sometimes that can be overwhelming. It can be extraordinarily, as you know, sophisticated. I have had some of our HR partners say before, if I wanted to be a business strategist, I would have gotten my, my MBA in business strategy or something like that. But when you boil it down, there's really strategy, almost irrespective of what strategy model you use as a business, it really all boils down to answering three very distinct questions. And when I have worked with HR executives and professionals in the past, it's really been around trying to keep the concept simple. And you can boil business strategy down really to three key questions. One is, what problem do we solve as an organization? The second is, for whom do we solve it? In other words, who is our target audience or target segment? And the third is, when you think of all the choices available to our clients, what makes our offering or our product or our service the best one that's available to them? 
So if you can answer those three questions, you're well on your way to then saying, if this is what we're doing in those three areas, here's what I'm going to need to lead or to drive with regard to the management of our talent to fulfill those three strategic questions. And if you only start there, you're going to be miles ahead of where many organizations are. And frankly, I have done strategic consulting in the past on strategic planning. And it's, this is not something that's problematic just for HR or that HR is incapable of understanding. Business executives in many cases um, don't uniformly answer this question within their own organization or answer these three questions. So this is something that's, from my standpoint, highly doable. There simply needs to be an intentional approach to understanding and boiling business strategy down only to be able to understand it enough to kind of diagnose where the business is and then to be prescriptive about talent solutions to drive the business strategy. So once we know that it has to be done, how should HR professionals go about making this happen? Well, I think if they can start with an audit of their own business, and this is a great time to do it. And when I say great, I don't mean a happy time to do it. But I mean, the fact that business strategy is being recalibrated in many cases because of the pandemic, this is a great time to come back and audit your own strategy within your business and ask yourself those three questions. Do I know what problem my company is solving for our clients? Do I know what those clients look like, who they are? And do I know what makes our offering distinct? And if you know what that is, the next question to ask is, how does that affect the acquisition of our talent? How does it affect the development? How might it affect the way we retain or engage or compensate our employee teams. And so if you only take it to that level, you're already linking talent strategy directly with the business strategy. And I have found that to be one of the fastest ways to kind of get out of the blocks, if you will. Engage the operating partners that you work with in the business in talking about these questions in talking about why they're doing what they're doing. In other words, what's the strategic context for what they're trying to achieve? And then once you know that, you can apply your own HR skills to being able to be more prescriptive about, if we're doing this strategically, then here's what we need to do from a talent standpoint. And what that does, Sherry, is it moves the HR professional closer to the point of strategy creation. In many cases, and I've been guilty of this as a leader, I have you know, historically perhaps finished our strategic planning and then handed it to HR and said, now, now go do what we need to do here. It was only, you know, it's been in the probably the second half of my career that I've been a little more progressive about that, which is to bring HR leadership to the table when we create strategy. Because if everyone who is around the table creating strategy has the same answers to these strategic kind of questions, then the alignment of talent to that is much, much easier, as opposed to handing you know, a 50-page strategy book to an HR leader and saying, now just have your team go figure out what to do with this. And so I find that if we keep it simple in terms of starting with conversations with our operating team members, making certain that we understand what they're trying to achieve, and then we use our professional skills 
to line talent up with that, that that's a significant starting point. And as the HR professionals get more prescriptive, they become more a part of the solution, which is directly what's driving the relevance of them as an individual contributor and them as a functional area within the organization. Uh, I've actually been listening to you mentor some of your business strategy cohort. And I recall somebody saying that she didn't think that her leader would want to let her into the strategy meetings. And you very simply and clearly explained that it's to the organization's benefit and actually helped her to articulate that to her leader. Uh, Could you just expound on that a little bit and talk a little bit more about that discussion? Because for me, it was a really big aha moment. You know, it just seems so simple to me, to be quite honest, because no one benefits by having the functional area of the company who's most responsible and accountable for the management of talent sit outside of the creation of the business strategy. Aside from politics or maybe some old school thinking, I can't think of a reason not to have HR leadership and the professional team members at the table involved in that process. And so my point was to, I I know the person you're talking about who brought that question up, my point was, if you're not being included in the meetings, simply ask for the opportunity, in this case, it was actually her CEO, to have the conversation, which is, talent is our largest asset. It's our most expensive asset, and it's our largest asset. And my job is to make certain that that talent is managed as effectively as it can be just as the CEO's job is to manage all of the other assets in the company as well, as effectively as they can be. And if, in fact, you're not at the formulation point of strategy, if you're not in the conversation and understanding the clarity of why a strategy is being developed, then almost by definition, talent's going to be suboptimized. Human capital in the organization will be performing at a suboptimal level because they won't be aligned with the business strategy. And so I think her aha in that case was, I never thought of approaching it that way. I always just felt like I was sitting, you know, I was knocking on a closed door that no one would answer. And I said, you know, it would be hard for me to imagine that a CEO would not agree with the fact that our job is to maximize and optimize talent in a way that accelerates our business strategy. There aren't many CEOs who create business strategy in order to fail. They create them to succeed. And in order to succeed, the optimization of talent and the alignment with the business strategy are inextricably linked from my standpoint. And I think in that particular conversation, hopefully a light went on for her and she had a different way to approach the situation. I'm sure she did. So now that you've in HR gotten access to leaders and heard the business strategy and analyzed it, What could you say about that business strategy that would impress a CEO like you? You know, I didn't invent this. I actually heard this, but it and it sounds so simple. But to me, I I would be most impressed by two things. One is, can the HR team member, the leader or the individual professionals articulate the business strategy like we talked about earlier? Are they able to say, this is what we do in the market. This is the problem we solve. These are the companies we compete against. This is the segment we go after. These are our target markets. And we distinguish ourselves by doing the following. In other words, we do these things better than our competition. Therefore, we're the best choice out there. So that's one. Are they able to do what I would call, quote, 
say your strategy, unquote. The second part then would be closely behind that, as you might imagine, their ability to say, and because of what I just articulated with regard to the business strategy, here's what we're going to do and how we're going to shape the acquisition, the retention, the development, and the engagement of all of the talent in our organization. So again, to keep it very simple, can you fundamentally understand the business strategy? And then can you, because of that, drive and articulate your talent strategy? And the answer is yes on both of those. And you don't have to be a PhD in business or leadership to be able to do that. It's really a question of driving for a level of understanding that allows you to better formulate a prescriptive approach to the overall management of talent or human capital. So Chuck, what recommendations would you have for our listeners to take the first steps toward understanding and analyzing business strategy and really improving the impact that they have in their organization? Well, one, I would hope that they would understand kind of the, if they don't do this, who will? In other words, I have heard organizations and executives say before, you know, we don't need to have HR at the table. I think that's extraordinarily old thinking. And I think that's, for the most part, gone by the wayside with regard to including them in in the strategic uh, work for the organization. Um, The second is know what you're trying to find out. So can you answer the questions for your own company? that I just articulated those three questions about the problem you solve, for whom do you solve it, and why your solution is distinct. Because if they can begin that conversation, they're going to find out one of two things. They're going to find out that they're getting great answers from the operating leaders that they talk to and engage with, or they're going to find out that perhaps the organization in total is not 100% clear on what their strategy is. In other words, Maybe not every non-HR leader or team member can really articulate the strategy clearly. I've seen that happen before where organizations have put so many strategies in place year after year after year that they really can't clearly articulate what their strategy is in the moment now. And so both of those outcomes are beneficial. Either you'll become educated by talking to the operating leaders and you'll seek alignment and you'll get it. Or you'll realize that the alignment may not exist even outside of the HR function. And that, of course, is in and of itself a problem that needs to be addressed. So I never see a bad outcome there. It's time incredibly well spent. You either identify a problem that needs to be fixed or you gain information that allows you to do your job better and fulfill your obligation toward the optimization of talent within the organization. And those are just simply conversations, asking the right questions listening to the answers, making recommendations, and then reaching agreement in those conversations that, in fact, you both agree that this is the strategic direction of the company, and then you both agree with the prescription, which is this is the way, based on that strategy, we should be thinking about aligning and optimizing our talent. Well, thank you, Chuck. I like how you make business strategy accessible. It's common sense, but it's incredibly important. It is, and it's very achievable. And like I said, I have, I've, I've been fortunate to do this well in some cases, and I have unfortunately done this poorly in some cases. And really the difference is just a level of intentionality and a level of understanding that when it's all said and done, you know, the most wonderful asset that we have and the biggest accelerant of a successful outcome 
are all of the team members and how we work to get them aligned with what we're trying to achieve and to do it all together. Well, what a great way to end this podcast. Thanks for your insight and as always for your advocacy for strategic HR. And for education related to HR, come visit the Human Capital Institute at hci.org. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Sherry Niedermeyer.